0: We've got some continued coverage on the homeless encampment that had a fentanyl smoking opioid type den in it that had an explosion where one of the operators of the encampment was having retribution towards another. It's just this whole crazy story. Bomb blows up, people run out, guns are firing, you know, massive fire. And this is all on Department of Transportation land, wedged in between I-5 and Puget Sound's biggest medical regional trauma unit, which is Harborview Medical Center. It's happening right there. The crazy thing now is, is that the homeless residents are coming in to rebuild it already. They're already coming in to rebuild it. So we're going to watch some clips from Jeremy Harris. He's one of the original guys that, that broke this story. I think he was the original guy that broke this story. It's just, it's so crazy that, I mean, why wouldn't we cover this? Let's get into it. Let's watch some video. Here we go.
1: It's obvious the state has lost control of their property here along I-5. This area is filled with documented drug camps. And keep in mind, it is right next to Harborview Medical Center, and the medical helicopters come and go right over these encampments. After a large fire and explosions today, the question we're asking is, does the state have a plan to deal with this? We just heard
0: two loud explosive booms coming from the treeline encampment.
1: Traffic camera video shows explosions coming from a raging fire outside Harborview Medical Center in Seattle. I heard a bunch of explosions like our windows start.
0: Okay, that clip that you just saw, a number of people say, ah, the graphics on that, they they don't look good. So it must be, it must be computer aided drawing. This is a conspiracy. I've literally seen that rattle. And- Sam
1: McKay is at Harborview for treatment and says the explosions hurled debris from the camp toward the hospital.
0: Walked right out the door and we're stepping on sparks getting hit by stuff. I mean there was stuff bouncing off the
1: building and hitting us. Once the smoke cleared people were back at the site sifting through the debris of the burned encampment.
0: Just sad and wow, yeah normal almost expected.
1: The fire raises security concerns not just for the explosions near the hospital but also because of pervasive drug trafficking that goes on here. Earlier this year an encampment just across I-5 exploded and responding officers found stacks of cash, drugs and a video surveillance system to monitor a drug lab that was made to look like a homeless camp. Today, homeless people near this encampment told me there was a tent here where users could pay admission to go inside and do drugs.
0: We don't know what the answer is, um, but they need to do something. All
1: of this is happening on state property. These encampments, there's no excuse. It is inexcusable to accept Washington with homelessness of this dimension. Governor Jay Inslee had tough talk about cleaning up these encampments earlier this year, but months later, and the state seems to have no handle on clearing encampments with a history of violence and fires. Well, there's straight big flames shooting up. Absolute carnage. Should this setup even be allowed? No, I don't think so. It's, uh, it's not good. One person was injured in fire. today. I confirmed that victim is Casey Kane. He's currently out of jail awaiting trial on charges that he's cost more than $200,000 in damage to buildings here in Seattle with graffiti.
0: Casey Kane, his, uh, tagger name, he goes by eager. Now there's at least a couple of examples of eager showing up in this video and all, <laughs> I'll stop it. He's one of the most prolific, uh, taggers, graffiti artists loose word in seattle as
1: for the encampments here Washdot says they're going to be out later next week to check on the trees to see if there's a risk of them falling out onto the highway they say they don't think so for right now but certainly more developments to come on this encampment situation and i'll be following it closely reporting live in seattle jeremy harris como news all right yeah, I was surprised, Preston, today when we came back to the scene of this fire and explosion and we found that they were actually rebuilding the tent and had installed what looks like some security cameras to watch over that tent. We're asking state officials what they're going to do about this, but it's clear the state has little to no control over what's happening on their property right next to the region's main hospital. This explosive fire outside of Seattle's main hospital was intentionally started in a targeted attack. That from a law enforcement source with knowledge of the police investigation who confirms investigators think this may have been the result of an ongoing drug feud within encampments on state property in downtown Seattle. Days later and the encampment is already being rebuilt in the same spot. We saw this tent in a video surveillance camera installed on a nearby tree. We also saw people using power tools to expand the makeshift buildings and install fencing into this illegal encampment on state property just feet from the hospital. We do know that fires in these encampments are totally unacceptable. Mayor Bruce Harrell said he's pushing the state to deal with the encampments along I-5 in downtown Seattle. I'm looking for that answer from the state as we speak, so I hope that they give us a, an aggressive timeline and one that works for with the resources that they have. And for this area on state property next to the hospital, with these illegal encampments. Her office provided no response. Reporting live in Seattle, Jeremy Harris, Como News. Jeremy, what you're uncovering out there is pretty mind-blowing, to say the least. This is
0: washed up property. What are they telling you?
1: Yeah, so Washton has said all along that their plan is to work with outreach teams, get people into housing, and get them out of encampments. But again, that has been going on for months here. I asked them today specifically what they're going to do about this encampment that exploded next to the hospital. They said they are having discussions with their partners to determine what steps will come next.
0: I know I I played a little bit longer segment than I normally do, but I think there's there's a lot of information in there. Now, one of the crazy things about this news story, and I texted with jeremy harris here just a little bit we were kind of joking that you know the this did not this story did not get picked up by the national media you haven't seen it on fox you haven't seen it on fox and friends yeah you haven't it just basically hasn't been picked up because it's just not that important now the swimming pool in the encampment in myers way in south seattle now that that's a hot topic I mean, you got a swimming pool in an encampment that just kind of pops up out of nowhere. that's some scary stuff, right? But no, when you've got a you know person in a in a in an encampment, a dangerous encampment, wedged in between the freeway and a major trauma center, and they try and blow a bunch of people up that are in the tent smoking fentanyl. I mean, and that isn't a major news story. I mean, it, it's wild. It's wild what we're, you know, telling people the news is and then what, what actually gets picked up as, as the news. Now, a lot of the same things that Jeremy is reporting here on this encampment are the exact same things that we dealt with on the Ship Canal Bridge encampment. Exact same things. And it's Washington State Department of Transportation land. And I see this every time I'm over in Seattle, I got to go underneath. uh, What is it? Um, It's Southeast Allison Street. It goes underneath I-5. It ends at about where I, you know, my final destination is. And so I am over there all the time. And because it goes underneath this bridge, you've got these areas that's washed out land, that homeless folks and drug addicts know that they can basically just squat there and they're not going to get swept out because you've got this whole, well, the, you know, the governor saying one thing, the mayor saying one thing, and and then you've got Washington state department of transportation. It probably doesn't say anything because they're just, they're monkey in the middle. Right. And then you've got the, um, city council members city council members are basically worthless on this stuff they're just worthless because oh we just need to get people more housing that's that's not the case that's not what you got going especially after the reporting we've seen on this encampment where it it literally blazes up i mean that was like a i don't know like a napalm strike or something that you'd see in the movies, right? I mean, some of you probably saw that live in uh, like Vietnam, but I mean, it just looked like, you know, something absolutely strafed that hillside and just, you know, set it on fire. But the, my bottom, bottom line to this and my point to this is the homeless folks, the drug addicts are already back building, you know, build back better. you can't make this up build back better is already happening in wash on washington state department of land against a freeway right next to a you know an important medical facility and nobody's doing jack about it Uh, We'll check back in there and see if anybody's in there. But Jeremy Harris, he basically said, Hey, we have watched towards the end of that, these clips, we have watched people break into this area already since we've been here on site. So people are going in there and you know, it's just this super popular area. And you know, what's crazy is that you can literally see this encampment from I-5 as you're heading North. It's right there. It's up on the hillside. And you always, I always think to myself, God, who would want to live on that? I mean, it is, it's got this terrain that is really steep. It's really steep. It's like there's the freeway level and then the street above it that Harborview is on is elevated like a full block above, right? So you've got this steep terrain. That is also part of the strategy is that you set up camp. If you want your camp to be long-term, you set up camp on areas that have brutal terrain because city workers won't go there and clean it up. There's something to do with that. And I know that from Andrea Suarez of We Heart Seattle. And she's mentioned that she goes out to, you know, steeper terrained areas because they oftentimes don't get attention because it's deemed, you know, too dangerous for workers to work on. So yeah, the terrain has something to do with it, Right. And there's an area of terrain uh, near where I am at in Seattle all the time, very steep. It's always got somebody living there because the odds of getting swept out of there, because you've got this department of transportation owned land owned by Washington state. And so they've got to go out to King County regional homeless authority and regional homeless authority has to offer housing to everybody. So they know that, they they know that they're golden in these corridors. That's the bottom line. And that's why you're seeing some of this stuff happen, like you're seeing it happen. Other areas of the city, city just goes in and does a sweep, just clears them out. But this area has been operating for a long time. The washing the wash dot land that I go by all the time, it's always I mean it'll get cleaned out and literally a couple of weeks later you will see tents there because they know that it's going to take so long for wash. to circle back, go to all the other properties, do a sweep and um and you know make that happen. So people that are on wash. property, I mean, how about the 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 guy Jeremy Harris also reported on this, the guy that built the, you know, the, the little tiny home with with uh materials from dumpsters? Okay, whatever he put a roof on it i mean it's it's fully sided up roofed it's got a porch it's got you know you name it the the the, the guy that built it is clearly it's clearly some kind of framer or you know general contractor whatever cuz he put up a good product that was months and months ago that i reported on that from jeremy harris's story that structure is still there i vividly remember one of the quotes on that was don't get too comfortable and the, the kid building it is probably thinking, yeah, have you seen how slow they are to respond to Washdot land? I'm not stupid here. I'm going to be able to ride this for a long time. And he is. He's going to be able to ride. He's still riding it. I go by that encampment. It's on Mercer Street. The main entrance on the north end of downtown Seattle, kind of on-ramp, off-ramps to get into downtown Seattle, goes by this encampment that has done nothing but grow. And so all of these encampments on Washington State Department of Transportation land, they know that they've got a level of, you know, uh, insulation from being swept, from being busted because of all these governmental entities. Now, if it was up to Bruce Harris, uh, Bruce Harrell, our mayor, he'd just sweep everything. He, he would just, yep, sweep it, yep, sweep it. And you know what? It might be a whack-a-mole game. But it puts a little bit of pushback on all these people just thinking they can camp all over town and not have to pay anything. You know, it drives me crazy because the amount of garbage it brings, and it just brings this feeling of this area is unsafe. Now, other folks in Seattle want to say, well, we care about our unhoused neighbors, Well, how about if your apartment burned up because some drug dealer got pissed off that he was ousted from the encampment? Somebody took over, you know, his drug supply. Also, there's an issue, uh, there's a storyline in this about $80,000 worth of fentanyl. Now somebody, you know, commented, how could it be $80,000 worth of fentanyl when it only takes $400 worth of chemicals and you can create $100,000 worth of, of of fentanyl? You know, it's like, hey, th- the stuff is done, it's cooked up, they got a batch there, they estimate how much it is. Is 80 grand. They're so they're fighting over 80 grand. So there was 80 grand of of fentanyl was stolen. So the dude that got kicked out of the encampment, the drug dealer, he's going for a little retribution, and he goes to bomb the fentanyl smoking dent yeah another major thing is people have been questioning whether my story is correct on this from the standpoint of oh you know um you don't normally smoke fentanyl you usually take it in tablet or uh, powder form but you don't smoke it this might be fake news it's like Have you not watched News for Reasonable People before? Because we talk about smoking fentanyl all the time. From the standpoint of the shores of Lake Washington, the shores of Lake Union are becoming more clean. And I physically check this out all the time. Because I used to have to go on shore with uh, sandals or something, you know, kind of heavy heavy um soul cuz otherwise you'd step on needles because the needles get tossed on the street they go down the storm drain they pop out and they come up in the lakes that's literally what's happened especially those uh the caps to those hypodermic needles people are smoking so much fentanyl now the shift is gone from heroin and opioids that you shoot up intravenously with you know needles it's gone to smoking up the fetti on a little piece of tinfoil. foil so those of you that aren't aware of that you know you just you haven't heard right you haven't heard and you're going to be like oh i didn't know that was a thing well it's been a thing it's been quite a thing and i would say it's been quite a thing since i kind of noticed the change starting to happen in 2019 that's when i kind of maybe draw the line there you know, a lot of activists out there you know in the drug drug world that would say no nah, it happened here okay this is when i happened to notice it and then you start to go oh yeah, people are smoking way more than doing heroin because it's cheaper and it's stronger, and there's way more of it because you can, you know, you you just mix it up in your backyard and everything will be fine. So this whole notion that this story can't be true because people don't smoke fentanyl, yeah, that is. Yeah, this is literally what you had, what you had on this property that was bombed out of retaliation for the 80k of fentanyl being stolen and also him being ousted. Um they were in that's an oh, that's a fentanyl den, right? It's a tent designed for people to be able to come into, get their hit whatever, smoke it in there, away they go. I mean, that's a one-stop shopping center. That is the 7-Eleven Fetty, right? It's a 7-Eleven Fetty. Just come on in. No need to wait in line, take step right over there, take your hit, away you go. On Washington State Department of Transportation land that neither the state is willing to clear out apparently or even supervise that it's going to be contained because you already got people back in there. I mean, and how long is this going to take to actually get this site to the point where it's secured? Don't know. It may never happen because it would take armed personnel, you know at the entrances, and we just don't have the resources to do that. It seems like that we can uh, we, we can guard individual. we can make you know safety a factor in individual buildings. But in parks like this, in open areas, in tough terrained areas and steeply sloped areas, it seems like people always weasel in. And you could see, you could see in the footage, of people literally rebuilding those massive structures after they'd been blown up and burned. We're just going to go right back at it. So there's no, you know, there's no authorities. They're going to say no. I mean, that's some wild stuff. That is some out of control, control stuff. And so my bottom line here to this is, you know, you've got all these entities that work on the homeless situation and they all kind of point the finger. Well, I hope we can, I hope we can get, you know, this speed, you know, the, the, the speed at which we clear this encampment out. I hope we can get this elevated, you know, offer all that housing out because they got to make an offer. King County Regional Housing Authority claims they have to make an offer of housing to these folks selling dope to people 20 at a time in a tent lighting up. Yeah, you know, they're going to make an offer to these folks for housing that none of these folks are going to accept before they can do the sweep. So a lot of talking, a lot of imagining of what we could do here in the meantime, you know, these these criminal individuals are just doing whatever they want as literally thousands of seattleites drive by on I5 going where they're going. Maybe it's Canada, you know? Hey, look at that. You got a drug operation up there. Way to go guys. Nice work. So it's already been, you know, bombed and cleaned out once and they're rebuilding it already. I mean, that, that's some, (laughs) that is kind of an indictment of where we sit, right? They're not going to disperse. They're not going to clear away. They're going to go right back to this encampment. And that's what they're doing because, As governmental entities, they're letting them. They're letting them. And there's no way to contain this situation. You're not going to contain all the encampments out there. You're not going to contain all the places people are camping. You let that cat out of the bag, and so much of it is dependent upon the drug trade. And you're not doing anything about the drug trade. So good luck with that, folks. This is what you got. Expect to see more stories like this. From Seattle. This is kind of a follow-up, but it's, it's a follow-up with, oh my gosh, they're already rebuilding that? That's insane. But then again, if you think about it, why wouldn't they? They know based on past history, they're going to get away with it. Nothing's going to happen. Did we see any arrests here? We didn't even see it make national news because everybody's like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, a bomb in a homeless encampment—pretty normal. Uh, that's pretty normal. I mean, did anybody die? Nobody did. Oh, eager got, uh, eager got hurt. Oh, okay. Well, there's that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Seattle for a day or a lifetime. All right, that's all I got on this one. Yeah. I'll continue, I'll continue providing coverage as, you know, these, these guys that chase these stories like Jeremy Harris do. Um, and somebody else said, John, did you physically go to the site and investigate? And I'm like, no, no. Kind of like, you know, Tucker Carlson. I'm not putting myself in Tucker Carlson. How many of the news stories do you think Tucker Carlson, you know, physically goes and sees H- how many, probably a big zero. He's down in Florida living the dream, right? Yeah. I don't do that. I go out to some. I was out at the Ship Canal Bridge and Camp and and actually met Jeremy Harris out there when it was swept. Every now and then I'll go out to one, but most of my coverage is based on reporters that I trust, people that I trust. I've read multiple, multiple examples of their work. I've fact-checked it to my knowledge and I'm okay with it. So yeah, I'm going to continue doing what I do because I'm just basically reading news for reasonable people thanks for being here we'll catch up with you in the next one bye for now